Would you open God's precious holy word to 1 Samuel 3, and we've come actually to verse 11. We'll look at the rest of this chapter. The rise of a prophet. This is a watershed moment in the scriptures. A great transition from, from judges to prophets. And of course, in the time of Samuel, the first of the prophets, in the sense that we think of as the school of the prophets or whatever, the rise of, of kings in Israel. But the Lord brings forth first a prophet. Now, I've said earlier that there were patriarchs and others um, earlier in Scripture that were considered prophets. But not in the sense that it, that it is here, that it is an office, an Old Testament office that is designed by Yahweh to bring his word to his people. And we saw already that uh, the people hadn't had the word of the Lord in, in, in a long time. We've noted the uh, miraculous way, so to speak, that Samuel was born and how God called him as a little child, a little boy, and has nurtured him in his service and through his service in, uh, in the tabernacle, I guess you'd still call it the tabernacle in Shiloh. It's not a temple yet, but it is, has, a, has a, a fixed location in Shiloh. And he ministers to the Lord there and obviously uh, studying the law and the ministry of, and service through the law to the people um, has a great learning experience. And so the adventure of Samuel continues here tonight. We have here Samuel's first message. Now there are principles laid down here that uh, in, in this initial uh, the, the, life, the, the life of this initial prophet within the line of prophets like this, called especially to be prophets. There are principles, uh, foundational principles here that I think are fascinating that we should take note of. And it helps us see a little more, I think, about how, how Yahweh deals through the prophets with his people. So here we're going to look at Samuel's first message. Beginning in verse 10, Yahweh came and stood and he called out his other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your slave, your bondsman, your slave is listening. Yahweh said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do something in Israel about which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle or, or quiver. Now, the word in the Hebrew speaks of, of, of quivering in fear, in, in reverential fear for quite some time. Nothing like this has happened in Israel. For them, life was to obey the law of Moses 
to do the things that were required in the law of Moses to go down to Shiloh where the, the temple, the tabernacle was located and uh, perform the, the worship and, and uh, engage in the ceremonies uh, of, of the law, things that were required. And then that was their relationship with Yahweh. But notice what is said here. Something is happening. He said, I'm about to do something in Israel. And everyone's ears who will hear it will quiver, will tingle. This, that having never had an inspired prophet to bring to them the word of God in, in, in a long time, nothing like this. Uh, of course, the Lord would raise up a judge in the time of the judges and and angel of the Lord would appear. Um, and great, great things happened along in there, but nothing like this. Nothing like God calling a man through whom he will deliver his word on somewhat of a continual basis. And God's people, those who will hear, will find themselves in reverence and fear of the word that's being delivered. So the Holy Spirit of God is going to work through the prophet and the word and the delivery of the word and the hearts of the people in the sense that they're going to recognize the fact that a prophet has arisen among them. On that day, <coughs> I shall execute against Eli, Eli, all that I've spoken concerning his household, beginning and ending. Of course, <coughs> I beg pardon, Eli is under a, his household is, is under a curse uh, because of the way his two sons have disgraced uh, the priesthood. And uh, the Lord has taken note of that. So this is Samuel's, this is Samuel's first message. Now, you know Samuel has to be close to Eli. Eli raised him. He taught him the law of Moses, the only Bible they had in that day, the five books of Moses. He taught him how to apply <coughs> that, uh, that word in ministry and how to apply it to the lives of the people. So he grows up in this and he's, you know, he has a close bond to Eli. <coughs> so the Lord says, and this is, <coughs> this is Samuel's first message. And it's, it's not a pleasant message. Matter of fact, most of the prophets throughout the Old Testament really never had a, a, a pleasant message uh, to deliver. You know, you're going to have to give me something to drink. Um, a Diet Coke would be all right, but <coughs> something crawled into my throat here. <coughs> it may be all the perfume that I wear. I don't know. <clears throat> First message, very, very personal, very unpleasant. The time has come for God's chosen prophet to deliver his message in the sense that he's going to verbalize the condemnation of, of the household of Eli. 
<coughs> because of the way that they have mistreated the ministry to which they were called. On that day, I shall execute against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his household, beginning and ending. So the message is this. I'm not, God says through his prophet Samuel now, I'm not going to leave a single thing out. I'm going to do what I said I would do from start to finish. So now Samuel is charged by Yahweh to deliver this message. <coughs> and I have told him that I'm about to execute judgment upon his household forever. For the iniquity of the matter that he knew that his sons were bringing disgrace upon themselves and he did not rebuke them. Therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of the house of Eli shall not be purged or atoned for by sacrifice or by offering forever. That's awful. That's an awful message. God is saying, I will not forgive this sin. That's awful. They have, his sons have, have, have so misused the office of priesthood in taking awful advantage of, of people. So this is, there's, there's going to be a lesson for the people to learn, for the priesthood to learn, for the people to learn. So this is the first message from a prophet in the school of the prophets or the line of the prophets. I'm, I want you to tell him, now this is a guy, this is a guy who offers who offers sacrifices for people all the time. This is not, <clears throat> this is not something that Ellie would be unfamiliar with. It's certainly not anything that Samuel would be unfamiliar with. I, I thank you very much. You won't bleed. Nah. We got a little ice in it. You know where to find these things. I feel like Bear Bryant. Nobody remembers that. He used to have those potato chips and Coca-Cola and he'd tear open that sack of potato chips right there in front of everybody and guzzle down that Coke. So this is supposed to make you want a Diet Coke, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I'll burp. <clears throat> That'll add to the gravity of the message. <clears throat> Brought this, that's a mild word, disgrace. It was an awful, horrible, blasphemous thing that his sons had done, and it was left unattended. This is the problem. Ellie just didn't know how to handle the, the, the issue, and he didn't. He didn't handle it. And so it caused the people, if you can think about this horrific sin, the sin of these two sons, it caused the people to have disregard for the high office of the priesthood and for the ministry and service in the ministry. So something has to be done. And how are the people going to know that Yahweh is doing this? A prophet is going to tell them. That's how they're going to know. It's an inspired, an inspired prophet 
filled with the Spirit of God in delivering his message, delivers a message that is the Word of God. And we know from reading the Scriptures that the Word of God lives. The Word of God is alive. So this living Word from Yahweh through his prophet into the tingling, quivering, quaking ears of his people and he will declare, these guys are under a curse. This household is under a curse. And it is so bad, they can't even offer a sacrifice for it. Nothing will atone for what they've done. Man, this is a hard message. You know, Samuel, I don't know how close he was to Phineas and all the, I, the, the two I don't know how close he was to those two sons of Eli. But you know he had to be close to Eli. And this message of the curse on his household forever from then on is the first message that a young prophet has to deliver. It's tough. This is difficult. The word of God to deliver it is a, is a, is a hard and, and difficult thing that, that has to be done. So, the iniquity of the house of Eli shall not be purged or shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or by offering forever. That's like an unforgivable thing. And Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of Yahweh. And Samuel was afraid to relate the vision to Eli. We learned something else here about prophets. There is great unction that cannot be denied in delivering the word of God. And there's also great dread. This is just a difficult thing. His first, his first message is something like this. This tough. So Samuel was afraid to relate the vision to Eli. Dread in the life and heart of the young prophet. But you know, Eli had a good, uh, my clicker's not working. Okay. If there was one thing in his life above all other things, of course he was he was the one there to raise Samuel to teach Samuel, but if there's one thing above all other things that he would teach Samuel, it's this. If God said it and he told you to speak it, you had better speak it, no matter what it is. So here, Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he said, here I am. And he said, what is the thing which he spoke to you? Do not conceal the word of the Lord. Don't treat it halfway. Don't leave part of it. Don't extract a piece of it and ignore the rest of it. Don't conceal any, do not conceal from me now. 
So shall Elohim do to you, and so shall he continue if you conceal from me anything of the whole matter which he spoke to you. There is not one pleasant point to Samuel's message. Not one pleasant thing about it. It is altogether bitter and unpleasant. Delivered to someone to whom he had to have been very close. But if nothing else, as I said, Eli has this one thing by which he will be used of the Lord, and that is to tell the, this first of the school of the prophet, to tell the first of the prophets like this, don't you conceal a thing. Because things are going to be a lot worse for you. It's one thing to have dread and, and fear and, and feel like you're going to hurt somebody's feelings and, and breach a, a, a fellowship or whatever. But it's another thing. It's another thing to deny the call of Yahweh in the sense that you would leave any of it out. Don't conceal a thing of what Yahweh has said. When this happens, I mean, he had to start with the hardest one. He had to start with the toughest. It reveals the heart of a true prophet of God. Nothing matters now but the word of the Lord and see here how his leadership is established. And Samuel told him all the things and did not conceal from him. And he said, he's Yahweh. May he do what is good in his eyes. And Samuel grew up and Yahweh was with him and did not let any of his words fall to the ground. Here's something else about a prophet. If he stands and declares, thus saith the Lord... It won't fall to the ground. It'll happen. This is the way it is. Thus saith the Lord. Not now. This is an this is an this is an interesting statement in this original text where it says he won't let any of his words, any of them, fall to the ground. It tells us. Of how in the life of the prophet he recognized the importance of the words, especially the words that came from his mouth. When he stood to speak as a prophet, when people came before him expecting to hear from a prophet, He knew that Yahweh would speak through him. No words would be wasted and none would fall to the ground. 
whether it be a matter of fact with regard to the anointing of a king or whether it be by prophecy that would state, you know, that, that the blessing of Yahweh and, his, and, and the throne will not depart from, from this particular house, which is a, which is a, a, a prophecy to prophesy of the future, to declare a matter of fact in the contemporary moment or to speak concerning the future, a prophet would know that when he stood as a prophet, accepted as a prophet, listened to as a prophet and the ears tingled, then the word of Yahweh would be honored. And it would be as Yahweh had said, look, Yahweh did not let any of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba, that's like saying all of America from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the Gulf Coast to Canada, all of America, all of Israel knew that Samuel was established as a prophet to Yahweh. Now, We have the completed Word of God, the canon of Scripture. How it would happen was declared in one sense by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Corinthians, certainly by the Lord himself, who said, after inspiring the last of the living apostles who was so old, nothing shall be added to this book, nor taken away. This seals the canon of Scripture. So we know this. We don't have prophets. Like, as a matter of fact, Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He said, when that which is perfect is come, which in my view is the perfected, completed, tell us the complete, when that which is completed, matured, per perfect is come, then the partial thing is needed no more and will be done away. So, prophets like this, see, Samuel is a prophet. We're reading what Samuel wrote. So, the prophets and the apostles give to us, by the power and declaration of God, His Word. 44 or so authors over a period of 1,600 years spread so far in time and space that there is no way in that day that one could have known what the other was saying and they all were saying the same thing. It's a miracle. And the Word of God being alive tingles The ears of true believers. You know, listen, Samuel was not called of God to go over into Chaldea or, or at this point even to the Philistines or whatever. He wasn't, that was, he, could have, he could have declared things, but it wouldn't mean a thing to them. It's like the, the, the Bible today. Unbelievers are dead in trespass and sin and a dead person doesn't know what you're saying. They can't receive anything. 
This was for the people of God to strengthen the people of God that they may, may move on in the purpose and will of God. So that's why the Bible said it was Israel who recognized Samuel. Established as a prophet to Yahweh. And Yahweh continued to appear in Shiloh. For Yahweh revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh with the word of Yahweh. In the Hebrew Bible, there are only three divisions. It's not, it's not in order like that. Now, they, they start with Bereshit. They start with what we call Genesis. They start with the Torah. But they have the law. The prophets and the scriptures. They, they have only those three divisions of, of their Bible. That's of the Old Testament scriptures. The prophets prophesied because Yahweh would reveal himself with his word to those prophets. And you read the prophets, you can, you can see how they, they continue to cause the people of God to be more and more, to bring Messiah into closer focus and his kingdom. And then the writings, of course, David was a, was a prophet as well. He's called a prophet. But you have the Psalms and they gave, they gave great declarations from heaven on worship and wisdom and life. And the contrast of life that is under heaven with the life that belongs to heaven. Here... We see the beginning of the prophets and how God will work through them. And how God through them will work with his people and through his people. And bring a, bring a new and more powerful day into the lives of his children, Israel. We're going to stop there and pick it up there next time, God willing, and we'll have our deacon prayer time.